everybody. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. I am one half of your host, Kyle, and unfortunately, Steve won't be hanging out with us tonight. So everybody send him mad love because he's currently going through COVID and influenza A, and apparently that's a pretty nasty combination. A bunch of guys that he works with have it, and it's put a couple of them in the ER with like 104, 105, 106 temp, which is pretty nasty. It's nothing that anybody wants to deal with, so send him all the love. Make him get better soon so I don't have to do this by myself. It's always weird doing it by myself. I don't enjoy it that much because it just doesn't flow. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't flow. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and try to fill Steve's part and do the rating and review shout out. So if you would kindly leave us a five-star rating and review, help us get seen more. It would be greatly appreciated. This one comes from Midwest Nader. And he also, well, he doesn't kind of, he doesn't necessarily agree with me, but if Steve is going to cut his hair, he suggests in his five-star rating and review that he cuts it into a legendary mullet. So thank you for that review. And Steve has cut it into a mullet before, and it was legendary. So if he doesn't leave the hair, then yes, he should cut it into a mullet. Other than that, it's unacceptable, and we cannot have that. Steve must maintain his amazing hair. If you would like to submit a story for us to use on our Thursday listener experience show, you can do so by writing out your story and sending it over to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can call or text the holophone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. If you want to send us cool stuff, weird stuff, haunted stuff, whatever, you can by sending it to Hollow Sky Podcast, P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. If you want to support us, you can on Patreon. We have a Venmo you can put a little bit of change in for us. That stuff goes a long way. It really helps out a lot. Uh, other than that, just share the show with everybody you know. That helps us the most, and we will always and forever appreciate that stuff. So with that being said, we are going to dive into today into today's episode, which is going to be about a gentleman named Billy Meyer. Now, Billy is an alien contactee who seemingly is able to predict almost everything. It's kind of ridiculous. But a little bit about Billy, his real name is Edward Albert Meyer. He was born February 3rd, 1937. He was born in the town of Bullock in Zurcher, Unterland. I am not from that area, so I apologize if I absolutely destroy any of that of those names. Billy actually ended up leaving public school systems before he finished the sixth grade. He seemed to have a troubled youth as he began to get into trouble throughout his teen years, which a lot of people do. He was actually arrested and sentenced to prison, though, 
for stealing and forgery, apparently. Although we elaborate a little more on this later on. But apparently Billy was... It seems like there's a couple different reports here. One states that he gets out of prison like a normal person. The other one suggested that he ended up escaping prison. And from there, he crosses the border to join the French Foreign Legion. From there, his troubles don't stop because he ends up going AWOL to head back home. In 1965, he ends up losing his left arm in a bus accident in Turkey. Eventually, he settled down with a Greek woman and has three children. His nickname actually came from an, an American friend, not ancient, an American friend who told him that the way he dressed reminded her of Billy the Kid. So now that formalities are out of the way, you have a little bit of context of who Billy is. He, it seems like, it just seems like a very interesting story once you get past the surface, even right off the rip, like hearing of a guy who almost, in all of his predictions, has gotten them right. We hear of prophets from all throughout history and they get a few things right, and they also get a lot wrong. Another thing about these prophets of past, they seem to, and it could just be the dialect of time, but they seem to have this very open to interpretation style. And like I said, it could just be the dialect of time. I don't know. But the interpretation part kind of always makes it a little wishy-washy, so to speak. But in as far as Billy's concerned, in 1942, you have a five-year-old Billy who ventures away from his small Swiss town of Bullock. He goes deep into the woods one day where he stumbled onto a man named Saf. Sath was a odd-looking fellow. He was in the middle of a dense forest and dressed in what could be described as a deep-sea diving suit without a helmet on. The five-year-old, as one would think and assume, most five-year-olds, they, they strike up a conversation. Like, they have this, this lack of, of fear of... Of people for some reason, they strike up a conversation. Oddly enough, they they hit it off. The conversation they begin to have started a little different than a normal one, though, because it was a telepathic conversation. According to Billy, this was the start of at least a eleven year relationship. The two would always meet deep out in the woods to hold conversations. Sometimes it would just be the two of them. At other times, numerous beings from SAF spacecraft would also join in on this conversation. They would also have countless interactions with other alien beings. Billy even claims that the aid of SAF spacecraft they would travel the world meeting various earthly leaders, including Gandhi. So Billy ends up meeting Gandhi. And using this same spacecraft, 
they travel, like when they say he travels the world, they legitimately mean the world. They take him to the deepest parts of the jungle. They take him to the deepest parts of the ocean. They take him to the highest peaks of the mountains, places where nobody has ever set foot in their life. And they all do this to help Billy learn and understand things. In order to help the small boy, Saf would give him a device that could be clipped onto his clothing that would end up translating for Billy. Even though it does sound like when they communicated telepathically, it would translate as well. So I'm not sure why this device is implemented unless they're unless like some languages they have a like a like things get lost in translation so to speak but it also gives credence to people who claim that these telepathic communications have a higher level of understanding than with regular communication it sounds like if you're able to communicate telepathically, then it really is like being plugged into each other's mind, allowing each individual to fully understand and comprehend every word that's being spoken with every intention. And at a certain point, Billy tries to get help in making sense of how life has taken such a bizarre turn for him. So he starts to confide in his local priest and you would almost assume that this would take a negative turn because there's so many avenues where someone would try to explain this away you could even see you could even see the priest using demonic forces and influencing billy especially in the time that this all takes place but on the contrary the pre- the priest does not he said he's had telepathic communications as well and begins to support Billy on his journey, which is utterly unheard of. He reassures Billy that, hey man, you, you don't need to be afraid. You, you're safe. You need to have these conversations with them and see what they are to tell you. You know, I don't know if maybe, maybe the priest is under the assumption that they are angelic in nature. I don't know. But it also makes you wonder if Saf and these beings almost saw this coming and brought the priest in on it or had the or actually had conversations with him or maybe the priest had conversations like what Billy was having with Saf and these other entities. So because of this this interaction with Saf, a 7-year-old Billy would mentally evolve to that of a 35-year-old man, claiming that these journeys with Saf would take him through not only space, but time as well. He actually would see himself in previous lifetimes and being able to witness the future of the world. As this continues to unfold, Billy becomes aware of a simple fact— He's been placed here on Earth to assist in mankind's development of their consciousness. So he begins writing down everything he learns and sees on his travels. 
he begins creating works on meditation and moral codes of conduct, detailing principles by which humans should live their lives. He also apparently wrote an open letter that would forewarn of disasters and wars that would sweep across the planet if we didn't wisen up. Which brings me to a thought. What if these entities have been trying to help with our consciousness forever now? Because it sounds like Billy is having the same revelations as some people of religion. You can clearly see the parallels here. So what if these beings have been taking chances on us throughout time? They keep picking people to help in the development of our consciousness. However, because of where we are at that current moment in time, we haven't been ready for this kind of leap. Maybe we're, maybe we're there at one point, which I could clearly see because back in the day, not that long ago, like we've talked about many times, people believed in a lot more than they do now. They had all types of spirituality to them, but along the way, we've obviously lost that. We're not connected to nature like we once were. We don't have as solid of religious beliefs as back in the day. Not that not that everybody is the same way in today's world because some people have they're very dedicated to you know their belief system but it seems like on a generalized level that has started to be forgotten and pushed to the side but according to research because of his knowledge at the age of 14 he began to separate his himself from other children which, I mean, it, it definitely makes a lot of sense. But now, at that point in his life, he's turning into the weird kid. And bullies start to kind of target him and pick on him. One day, a woman ends up slapping Billy with a towel, to which he responded with the same in return. But with this story, with this section in Billy's life, I'm almost wondering if he didn't straight up just blast her because this apparently lands is what lands him in prison at the age of 14. So I, I, for the life of me, I can't wrap my brain around you smacking somebody with a towel after they smacked you with a towel. And then you were the one that gets put in prison. Could be wrong. But I kind of feel like he might have just cold cocked her and been done with it. Anyways, from there, like I stated in the beginning, he would join the the French Foreign Legion. This, according to him, was not what he was into, and he, he leaves. Apparently, he would set foot across mountains and deserts, traversing many countries and finding himself in the Middle East. From here he decided to take on a interesting career choice in pursuing serial killers and mass murderers and bringing them to justice. He then earned the moniker, the Phantom. With this, though, he was able to escape 21 assassination attempts on his, on his, and him. So he was either royally pissing people off or because 
of his revelations with Saf, Safth, and other entities, you have now you've now attracted the attention of many unwanted people, and they don't want this level of consciousness and awareness to be blasted out into the the general public, which we have talked about before. When we talk about the Brotherhood of the Snake, there are there are parallels there because it is all about hiding knowledge from us and keeping us more into this this slave mentality of of just imprisoning ourselves. And there are, there are beings out there that want to see us rise within the ranks of consciousness, if you will. But moving forward with his life here, we talk about the beings that Billy met in the woods. Apparently, they come from the Playarian galaxy, which is approximately 450 light years away from Earth. Seems like a pretty fucking far distance, if you ask me. I'm not very good with that type of math. I told you about how Billy lost his arm. Well, apparently the beings told him, so they forewarned him that at some point he would lose his arm. These beings have supposedly contacted Billy more than 708 times, but I feel like it has gone beyond that because as I researched more, he's into like, because he logs all of his conversations with these beings and he's at like 800 plus now. So he's in pretty steady contact with these beings still. These beings told Billy that humans have the same ancestors as them. All beings in the universe in the form of spirits are evolving to be more godlike. So the beings that apparently are undergoing this evolution are roughly 40 million years old. Humans, on the other hand, so we are not, according to them, we are not undergoing this evolution to godlike. We are much younger than they are. So obviously we would have a lot more to learn and to understand than them because we are, according to them, 10 to 12 million years old which I'm sure somewhere out there that information can be debated. I, on the other hand, I'm just relaying the information that I've been able to find. They also tell Billy of how humans mainly come from other planets, which took place about 300,000 years ago. The indigenous people of Earth were far less civilized and were then killed by the foreigners which by our nature today sounds about right. It also brings me back to when we talked about the tribes of dogmen and stuff and why those beings aren't more apparent into today's world. And that was one of our theories that maybe we went in and because they were different or or whatever the case may be, because it seems to be a, a, a running MO with, the human race, if you're, if it's different, we got to get rid of it, which just seems asinine to me. And I know Steve would feel the exact same way. I, don't, I just don't understand why that is something people do, how we, 
we could all be exactly the same. And if we wore different sneakers, we would hate because of different sneakers. It just doesn't make sense to me. But that's the information that's been written down. Uh, the extraterrestrial beings have their own language and alphabets, which look very Hebrew, Sanskrit, and ancient German. These beings had the appearance of Nordic people. They claim that the Chinese races came to Earth from another planet about 23,000 years ago. According to this, the Chinese race made Earth their ninth planet of residence. So in 1975, Billy went for a trip with the beings to Saturn. He supposedly takes photos and... They say, and I'm not exactly sure what's being referenced, but they say it was 17 kilometers in diameter with a capacity of 140,000 beings. And actually, now that I think back, I believe what's happening is they take him to Saturn there, and there are ships that are stationed there. And Billy is actually witnessing these. And I think we get into it in a little bit, but if not, they are almost like rescue ships that if there were some type of catastrophe that these beings would be able to vacate some of the humans from earth. And I've seen some of these photos and Man, some of them are fucking crazy. And then there's some of them where you really scratch your head. Because at first I was super excited. I saw this picture and it was of a fucking pterodactyl. Not kidding you. You could clearly see that it was a pterodactyl. However... People start to dig into it like they do. And when they did, it also looks like the front cover of a book. It There's clear distortion to it. And these photos would have been, I mean, think about it. They were taken in 1975. Some of the UFOs that Billy has definitely look fake to me. And supposedly by some people's accounts, he was really into like model building UFOs and he would throw them in the air like a Frisbee and take pictures of them. But some of the debunkers claimed that you could see screws like household screws in these photos. And I seen the photos and there's no fucking way you're seeing these screws. So there's obviously some back and forth issues going on with these photos and it just, I don't know. Like it, it made me wane back and forth on Billy's credibility. You know, is this a guy that's actually taking pictures of craft? Are there people? Because if he is getting these things right and he is making contact, I could 100% see uh, the intelligence community releasing photos that are clearly fake so people would find them and be like, oh, this guy's a hoax. Is Billy, because he claims that he doesn't care about, like, the recognition from doing all this. 
So is that a lie? Is he fabricating some of these photos to remain relevant in the UFO community? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I usually I could sit here and have a decision on how I feel about it, but I've read a lot about Billy. I have read some of his transcripts and they're, they're weird. I talked about it a little bit on night shift. He puts a lot of his personal politics into him. Uh, the dynamic between him and these beings during these conversations are very weird, but I also have to remember that I'm reading the transcript. I'm not listening to it. I'm not feeling what Billy's putting out or these beings, because in some of them, it it looks like Billy is just straight cutting these entities off when they're trying to talk to him, which doesn't sound like that's something you would do if you're having a conversation with a higher form of intelligence. However, is it in the context of these, there's, there's that comfortable with each other. You know, is that, is it like what you and I would do during a conversation or is it where these beings trail off in a way that they're searching for a word that Billy could understand a phrase that he could understand. And then he interjects real quick. Is that the case or is he just straight cutting them off and with no fucks given? I don't know, but it does make me feel some type of way when, when you read them like that. But back to these photographs, I kind of trailed off there for a minute. So you get back to these photographs. Uh, these ships are parked in orbit and ready to move over 500 million from the planet to another planet in case of massive disaster. In the universe, they said there are over 7 trillion civilizations just like ours. And they have a planet just like ours. Of these 7, over 7 trillion civilizations, there are less than 4 million civilizations within our own Milky Way galaxy. According to the Pleiarian beings, the Earth is only supposed to support about 529 million people. Well, we're a little bit past that at this point. We're rapidly approaching 9 billion, if not surpassed at this point. But they say our planet is going to see more and more disasters as we keep overpopulating the planet. I think in one of their uh projections they said that if we get over 10 billion people we will set off a string of cataclysmic events that will essentially be our downfall but it makes me wonder does it make it inevitable because of resources if so i don't really see that unless it's in the context of natural resources I mean, you can say what you want about humanity. We are smart when we want to be. However, we tend to let 
pride and greed, all that stuff kind of gets in the way and muddies the water for us. But does it refer to a specific number, be, you know, because of, of the egos of us, you know? Is it because we will just essentially keep going to war with one another because we're going to be fighting over land and resources? Like, I wish they would elaborated more on why once we get to 10 billion, why this is going to set off catastrophic events. Are we going to, I mean, I can see it. Are we going to pollute the fuck out of the planet and start causing chain reactions? Is that what it's going to be? Are we going to fight and create world wars where we use nuclear devices that somehow set off volcanoes or, I mean, the possibilities could legitimately be endless. I just wish they would have elaborated more. And that's what I hate about these conversations and predictions most of the time because they are open like this. And I, when it comes to predictions and like they present, they like to present them as certainties. And when they do that, I would, I like specifics. I don't like this open verbiage. It just leaves too much for people to discredit or when the time comes or when, or when an event slightly matches the prediction in a, in a roundabout way, they're like, see, told you it would come true. And you're like, well, that I don't, I don't, I don't know that I see it that way. But like I said, it just muddies way too much, but with more numbers, uh, they also teach us or try to teach Billy things that he, I guess, kind of relays to some scientific scientific communities or maybe he just puts it out into the ether to see if people will catch on. But they give us what they say is the, the real calculation of pi. By using this, the real calculation, they proved something we as humans thought was going to be fine. But they used the math and proved that the asteroid Apophis is going to hit Earth, specifically in Central Europe on April 13th, 2036, at 11 a.m. Later on, as I was watching an interview, I so I, I'm the interview. No, the interview was recent, so I don't know which way it's going here, but it gets described by Billy. In 87, I think. I'm not sure. We'll get into it later. But it gets described by Billy as Apophis is going to hit Earth in 2029 or 2036. So the way it gets questioned is like, well, what does that mean? You know, is this one of them open things? And it's no. Apophis is going to, it's on a direct path to hit our planet. If for whatever reason it misses our planet in 29, it will swing back around in 36 and hit the planet. But moving on with more numbers here, the golden number was actually used to build the pyramids. These original, 
original ones were built by beings from Orion. Now, the original three pyramids on the planet, the first of the first, were Giza, Giza, however you want to say it. I know I've been bullied about that before. There is one buried in the Gobi Desert, and there is another one which is in the sunken city of Atlantis that is reportedly in the Bermuda Triangle. And what I find curious about this is we hear a lot about Atlantis. Not so much about the Bermuda Triangle anymore, but I remember, I wish Steve was here because Steve would be able to weigh in on this. But I know he did an episode where they talked about an area around the Bermuda, if I remember correctly, where people were approaching what could be Atlantis and they're being killed by beings there. And it just makes me wonder if there is a connection there. If, you know, if this isn't a little bit of proof for that episode that we did. And like I said, I wish Steve was here because he would be able to nail some more of the details on that story. But it, I just find it very interesting. Uh, back to the pyramids, though. The original height of the pyramid, and this is just beyond me, so if anybody out there understands, kudos. The original height of the pyramid should be 152.955347M, which is... One billion times of which is one astronautic unit. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's a lot of big numbers. But that's supposed to be the original height of said pyramids. But an astronautic unit is apparently the farthest distance between Earth and the sun on an elliptical orbit. The beings claim there are 280 elements in this universe, which is an interesting phrase, this universe, suggesting that there is more than one universe. There's a bunch of mathematical mathematical equations given that I have no idea what they mean, and I would do no justice in in trying to explain them to you guys, but you can find them out there. But it like these equations explain things like the speed of light. They say there is no such thing as infinite. All space is infinite or f- finite. Sorry, all space is finite, measurable and divisible. There are seven fundamental forces of this universe: gravitational force, electromagnetic force, strong nuclear force. Weak nuclear force, dark matter force, which is currently unknown to humans, dark energy force, currently unknown to humans, and fluidal energy force, which can also be referred to as the human spirit. This is also unknown unknown to humans. So they kind of go into a little bit of detail on these three that are unknown to us. Apparently, the dark matter force refers to the universal binding force 
of the basic fabric at a subatomic level. Very interesting. I literally just watched a scientist speak on this. He said, our entire understanding of the universe is flawed because we all think it's made of atoms, and it is not. It is made of dark matter. So very bizarre timing, to say the least. Like, I literally watched it an hour before I'm doing this episode. So at the first level, you have, on these subatomic levels, you have the protons, neutrons, and electrons. You move to a lower level, you have quarks, subquarks. Sixth lower level, you have the Higgs bosons, which undergo rapid creating and decay into other particles. Seventh lowest layer, you have nodes of basic fabrics, fabric in the universe. These nodes are places for accumulation or creation of matter in the universe. Then you go another seven layers further down, which is going to be negative space and negative time which is apparently how the fluidal energy or the human spirit works. The dark energy force is a universal centrifugal force, which is responsible for the current expansion of our universe. The current expansion starts at the center of the universe and is called the central creation core, which is a double helix shape with a diameter of about seven light years. The universe apparently undergoes expansion in 311.1 trillion years, which is called one great time. Kind of fucking weird name there. You have the fluidal energy slash human spirit, but this works in negative time and negative space. This energy works in the opposite electromagnetic energy does. Because with this, you have similar polarities actually attracting and opposite repelling each other. According to these beings, you can also time travel. And we hear there's a mixed bag here when we talk about time travel. Some beings are like, nope, not fucking possible. Other ones are like, yep, done did it. So it makes me wonder if when these things talk to us, they're, they're talking from, which makes sense, they're talking from their current base of knowledge. But according to these beings, you can time travel. So you, there apparently there's a couple different ways. The fluidal energy or the human spirit has the ability to travel insanely fast, which is very curious because you, we hear about it all the time just in different aspects of the community. You know, the astral projection, all that shit. They're kind of saying, hey, yeah, you can definitely do it. But apparently this way, if you, if we figured out how to travel with our human spirit, we can traverse the universe insanely fast. Which also brings me to another point, now that I just think about it. We've talked about the, in certain episodes where beings are soul harvesting us. What if that is the case and they're using our fluidal energy to power their devices for travel? I mean, as much as I hate to say that, it kind of makes sense. And it's gross. I don't like it. 
What do you guys think? Let me know. But here's another fucking equation that I'm never going to understand. They write C times 10 to the 7,000th power. This apparently is the equation for the human spirit. I have no idea any of those values or how it's even applied, but it's extremely interesting that there's even an equation out there on this subject. The other way that you can time travel, you can change the status of objects. You can add chronons to the objects, which will displace them to the past. Removing chronons from an object will push them into the future. Chronons are time particles. Uh, from there, moving back a little bit, we talked about how, or we talked how humans got here. Billy digs a little more into this about he, the human origins of the planet, which would be a very interesting talking point with uh, beings of higher intelligence, if you will. But it's very curious. And we'll touch on that here in a little bit. But he ends up talking to another entity. Because I think at some point throughout his years, and it may have been that original 11 years was Saf, I think Saf passes away. But he, So he ends up talking to another entity named Ta. I'm going to call him Ta. But it starts with a P. It's P-T-A-A-H. I'm just going to say Ta. You don't like it. Sucks. But Billy asks, which is the oldest of, of people and who is the youngest? Ta goes into a bit of detail here, stating that the first three people here were the red ones, the brown ones, and the white ones. Around 22 million years ago, and this is terrifying, the destroyer had done its work on the Larian home systems. The ones of other colors came much later to the earth, including, which is biblical here, including colossi, giants, titans, and the dwarfed. Oddly enough, around 21,000 years ago, where these beings lived, the shores of Sonara Lake, the embankment broke and washed everything away, which sounds extremely familiar, doesn't it? Sounds like the Great Flood. Ta goes through the entire list of races on the planet and when they arrived here. Sumerian, Incan, the, Atlant the Atlanteans. And then he even touches on the different cities of Atlantis. Apparently there's more than one. So you have large Atlantis. This was between Florida, Bermuda, and West Africa. You have Lesser Atlantis. This was at Santorini of Greece. Old Atlantis was the city of Troy in Turkey. New Atlantis was offshore to Gibraltar and Egypt. Egypt was actually part of this Atlantis empire. Billy tells of our solar system and how... It is a binary system. It has two suns. One is what they refer to, or one of these suns is what they refer to as a dark twin. 
ironically enough, and we hear it, you hear it a lot come from, I know Tripoli mentions it a lot, but you hear it out there more than just Tripoli. It's just, that's always, that's my reference point for it. But you hear about how these elites worship a dark sun. So kind of interesting correlation there as well. Uh, Billy also told was told of a planet that sat between Mars and Jupiter. They called it Milana, but it is now, I guess it's now the, the asteroid belt. Ancient astronaut theorists and researchers have suggested that there was actually a planet named, I, I don't know if it was, well, it'd be what they named it. Marduk was between Mars and Jupiter, which is almost in the identical location that Billy said there was a planet. Furthermore, which I don't know where, this is just an interesting bit of information. I'm sure it plays in. But Marduk is apparently a Babylonian, Sumerian, and a Mesopotamian god. Billy also told of damage to the ozone layer due to atomic testing from the 40s to the 60s. He said that it would kill off microorganisms in the upper atmosphere, which then, so this ends up allowing UV light into the planet and killing microorganisms in the ocean, creating a food chain issue, which in the late 80s, scientists would actually prove this prediction to be true. He also made predictions about modified crops, veganism, and organ transplants. Furthermore, he even made the notion that we would begin growing meat for consumption. And we have currently been hearing a lot of chatter about this very thing coming to pass. Another thing that I find interesting here, because we've heard about this too, this seems to go into a tidbit more detail. But Billy tells about the human DNA and how it has actually been modified to shorten our lifespan. Not the first time we've heard this. It occurred several thousand years ago to not allow us to get past 100. And as everybody knows, it's kind of a rarity to get past 100. It's from... I mean, unfortunately for most of us listening, it's probably not going to be the case. However, I wish I wish everybody the best. I hope you live a long and beautiful life. I just know that it's not my reality. I'm not making it to 100. But he states that rec- the recording of humans living several hundred years, even in the Bible, are 100% accurate. Billy says that eventually scientists will unlock this in our genetic code again and put us back to the original lifespan, which is awesome and also terrifying because that just means they get however many more years of us working our self to the bone and it sucks. Not a very promising future. I hope Billy and his outer space friends have a better future for us, although it doesn't really seem to be the case. But he, Billy goes into a little bit of biblical talk here. He states that the original sin of the Bible 
is actually the modification of our human genetic sequence. It shortened our lifespan tenfold and locked vast amounts of our minds, which is crazy because they like the way that it gets explained is that that is why humans of today can basically only access 10% of our brains. We've heard that almost our entire lives growing up, that we're only capable of using about 10% of our brain. There may be research that varies in that number, but I know it's right around 10%. So supposedly that is all from this genetic modification that took place, not only shortening our lifespan, but apparently it's, it's also to dumb us down, which adds to the whole idea of us being cogs in the machine. Like, it, it sucks that it makes that much sense. But it, it 100% does to me. But I'm, you know, I live the same life that most of you listening do, and it's kind of fucking relatable as much as I hate to say it. But all of this was told by Billy before scientists even knew what the fuck junk DNA was. Most of these accounts that he predicts are actually in copywritten books published before the time or before these events took place. According to sources, Billy has over 800 transcripts of meetings with ETs. Here are a couple other uh, predictions with dates. 1953, Billy predicts the assassination of the JFK brothers. I think it was the brothers. 1947, he's told about the recent pandemic. If you look it up, it's Billy Meyer 251 contact. These transcripts, these transcripts are insanely long. They're they're hard to get through because there there's so much talk. Like it's it's legitimately like having a conversation. So if me and any of you sat down for an hour or two and had a conversation and all of it got logged, that's what it is. It's a lot to take in. But it's 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 bizarre because these things are posted prior and they seemingly come true. Especially about the the virus and all that stuff like it's fucking nuts. Billy describes the most volcanic planet in the solar system which is Io outside Jupiter. This was later to be found out by NASA to be true in 1976. Billy talks about Mars, saying it has large amounts of water and small micro life forms. Also talking about how its surface is hostile to most life forms, which was later found out to be true. He also talks about lightning on Mars, and 20 years later, NASA posts information about finding lightning on Mars. In 1987, he talks about Switzerland. And how it will break its neutrality. Well, apparently, that just happened. And I think it was in 2022. might be more current than that. But I saw 2022, 2022. But that's exactly what happened. They broke their neutrality. He also speaks on how Russia will eventually attack the United States. And at some point, come down through Alaska and Canada to do so. So that is one to watch out for. Unfortunately, I don't really want that to come to pass. 
1987, Billy was told that in 2001, the Mars Odyssey would be launched. It came to pass. It seems like from what I've been seeing to that, most of these predictions are legitimately almost perfect in description. In times before, like I I talked earlier, a lot of it is open to interpretation, which sucks, but I, I really do. Now that I think about it, I really do think it. a lot of it has to do with the dialect of the time because they spoke more eloquently, eloquently back then. Not to mention, back when these people were making uh, these predictions, they might not even, they, like, they might not even been able to comprehend because I always think about when it comes to people in future predictions, the 9-11 event, that always comes to mind first, and they might not even have been able to fathom two massive towers like that and a a metal flying plane or bird or however they would describe it. Like I said, they might not like they may have gotten that image and not know how to describe that, which makes sense. Uh, but Billy also tells here's some more future shit. He tells about how in the near future, the Vatican will actually end up being be destroyed by a volcano. He predicted that an earthquake will happen in 2016, which did. And apparently it starts a string of five volcanoes. Supposedly four of them are currently active. And it appears that the fifth is beginning to wake up and it's magma tunnels or whatever actually go all the way out to Rome. So that is why it will reach the Vatican. He also tells about how America is going to undergo two great civil wars back to back. He says America will fall and split into four or five different factions, which is kind of fucking wild to think about considering the current climate in America. I hope and pray that it does not come to that. But there's a lot of concerning shit going on in the world. And it's it sounds like it's not just that. It sounds like our conflicts all over the world have to do with it. It's just a just it's just all compounding on itself and creating this disastrous event. And then what else? I talk about the uh, Apophis a- asteroid earlier and I found more information on it it kind of sucks but it says that like I said earlier if it doesn't strike in 2029 it's going to come back 2036 interestingly enough the beings that are communicating this to Billy also tell him that they are not allowed quote unquote to interfere and help us. They do warn that the scientists of the world must come together and deflect this. They are not to blow it up. They're not to use solar sails and all that bullshit. All they have to do is deflect it, to shoot something, basically a nuclear missile into outer space, explode it close enough that it just kind of deflects it just enough to miss the planet and we'll be fine. Apparently, NASA came into the picture at a certain point because 
Russia calls for the world to come together and create something that will deflect Apophis. China gets on board. Europe gets on board. They try to pull NASA into it, and NASA's like, nope, doubt that. Not doing that shit. Not going to happen. We want no part in it. We're out. But it's, it's weird that Russia found it at least to be enough of a threat where they're like, all right, we need to work together on this one to get this figured out because if we don't, it's going to be bad news. It's going to be real bad news. Billy, apparently, and I don't, I didn't find this information, but apparently he even stated the size of Apophis and NASA verifies within like 25 meters or something of that, of what Billy predicted it was going to be. So it seems like most of what Billy uh, predicts comes true. Like almost to a T, it's really fucking bizarre. I watched an interview uh, on Redacted with Clayton Morris, and Billy has a English-speaking representative that is able to communicate with our media outlets, but he speaks on how at a certain point in time, these ET races who visited our planet at one point presented themselves as our gods. So I don't know if I'm kind of under the impression that our belief system is our belief system. And these beings in order to communicate with us, they decide to take on the personas of all of the gods that we've created throughout time. And he says that that ends up creating far more confusion than was good. Like, it just fucks everything up. He also speaks on how if anybody at any time has any challenges to any of this data or any questions, you can email them and they will prove it to the best of their ability. They accept all challenges. And apparently you can go to theyfly.com, which is, I guess, Billy's website, whether it's his or just like his company. I don't know if it'd be a company or organization or whatever it is, but you can go there, send out emails, and they will answer every challenge that gets presented, which I find pretty interesting to say the least. It's a it's a really bizarre story, and the fact that so much that he has spoken on has come true is insane. I mean, that's that's the best I can come up with because what there's it's just it, it's impossible to get that many things right. You just can't do it, and. The fact that he does, it leads credence to somehow he is knowing this information. Like he he predicts digital currency, credit cards, cell phones, human beings being chipped. He says that if we're not careful with AI, it's going to completely destroy us. We're going to try to merge with it. It takes over all the aspects of our life. 
it plays a part in us like visually being deceived and it, it is going to be one of our biggest hurdles in the future if we are not careful. He said the cat's pretty much already out of the bag. Like we are, we're more or less fucked when it comes to AI. And he, as far as I was, I was able to find, we, we have no solution to the AI issue. So that's always promising. We got Terminator on the future or the Matrix, which is just fantastic. The one thing that I... Outside of the UFO pictures, and I forgot to, I think I forgot to mention, if I did, I apologize, I'm going to say it again, but believe it or not, one of Billy's pictures, everyone listening has probably seen, It is, and I have it hanging in my recording room without ever knowing it until I started looking into this case. The famous I Want to Believe poster from the X-Files actually comes from Billy's photo photo album of UFOs, which is fucking crazy. It's absolutely insane that that's his photo, but it is. But something that I did find slightly concerning, and like I said, I don't know the relationship he has, if he's spoke to the same beings 800 something times you you could probably argue it but i noticed in a lot of his transcripts he speaks on at least the ones that i read there are a lot of there's a lot of political rhetoric that gets put out there and that to me is concerning it's not just like, they're not just talking about world leaders. They speak on his opinions of these world leaders. And that's concerning to me. Because that makes me feel like somebody has an agenda that they want to put forth. Because they start talking about the the person of these political figures. Like how this well, this one's a warmonger and this one's insane and this one's a idiot and this one falls down a lot. And it just does this whole back and forth bullshit that I don't see. I just don't see why that's relevant in the grand scheme of things. However, I also did not take the time to read 870 plus transcripts. So maybe there's something in there to that. I don't know. I just find it disheartening whenever that gets put out there because I feel like it is an agenda of Billy's and you always have to wonder about the you know who Billy really is behind closed doors his story is phenomenal to me I cannot dispute the things that he's gotten right I can't but with great power comes great responsibility and I've sometimes feel like when people are in these positions, they, they know that they have a voice. They know that people are listening. They know that people are paying attention. And because of that, they decide to deviate from the narrative just ever so slightly that way. Cause I feel like a lot of people 
don't have humility to them. They don't ever admit that they can be wrong. And I feel like when that power starts to surge through you, you put your opinions out there as factual and you want the echo chamber to be around you. And that is worrisome to me because at any given moment, we're all wrong. At any given moment, people can prove us wrong and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I worry of power dynamics of people because generally speaking, people with power are usually pieces of shit. Bluntly put. I hope that's not the case for Billy. I hope he is just relaying all the information he's given. And I hope he is is doing what he says and helping humanity grow and survive. And he looks at this position that he has, according to his representative, he looks at this position like a job. Like he's just doing his duty to the human race, which is admirable. If that's the honest truth. I hope that it is. I honestly can't put my finger on it because I have such a problem. And this is more of a me problem than anything. But I have such a problem reading text in the context of conversation. I, because I can't, I can't see, I can't hear, I can't feel the way people are communicating. And I do it a lot in text messages and stuff. Like me personally, I'll take shit the wrong way because like, it's almost like your brain fabricates a tone and a voice to it. When in all reality, that that tone and voice is not there. I think we're all probably guilty of that. So that's, for me, that's a big, big, big red flag is the transcripts. Just, just some of the communication in there. Like I said, can't argue the fact that the guy has gotten things right. Can't argue that. It's fucking wild. Uh, and the photographs. The photographs are concerning. And there are images out there, like I said, there are images that are bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. And then there's images that you're like, that's definitely not a real UFO. That's definitely a pterodactyl, but it looks like the same cover because it looks like, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but it almost looks like a pterodactyl picking up a fish or a, a snake or something. And then it has the cover of this book that is seemingly the exact same picture, just some slight like editing to it. Like it makes it almost look fuzzy, like a shitty camera took it. So that's concerning. But going back to the power thing, it also makes you wonder if at, at a certain point in Billy's life, the attention was starting to go down and he, he felt that he needed to ramp it back up again. So he started creating this. Or like I said before, it is 100% possible that the powers that be knew he was getting too close, which would explain 21 assassination attempts. And they could have put out disinformation and fake pictures for people to catch to discredit Billy 
and everything, all the information that he's putting out. Because whether we like it or not, there's a lot of money in the future. And if Billy goes throwing fucking wrenches in that, it's going to piss a lot of people off. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know. Let us know. And everybody, like I said, hopefully Steve will be here for the night shift and the upcoming listener experience. Because this is our normal record day, so we're going to have to move shit around and finagle things. Hopefully Steve recovers extremely quickly from the illness that he has, the illnesses. It also doesn't help his work environment taking a toll on his lungs, so I'm sure it's extra hard on him. So everybody send your your best wishes and love to, to make him feel better. That is that is our that's Holocult job. One right now is to make Steve feel better. That way he is here for all future endeavors. And it makes my life a lot fucking easier. But if you have aliens contacting you with predictions of the future, the first thing you need to do is let us know. Come on the show. Tell us about it. The second thing, if they tell you that they can't interfere, ask them why and make them answer. Hollis guy out. <laughs>